even as the summer kind of came to an end, um, children that were coming to see me were already talking about being fearful of seeing their bullies in the hallway or new bullying experiences. And so a lot of times this time of year, I talk to kids about letting everybody have a reset, right? So both a reset with what happened last year with bullying and even a reset with their bullies because we don't want to continue what happened last year into the new year. Um, often I want them to have a safe, established relationship with their parents and their new teachers so that if they sense that bullying is starting again, they've already made a safe space to approach that teacher or their parents about their concerns. Katrina, when we get into the bullying issue, and like you said, it already starts, and I know firsthand from the past that it can start, and, you know, teens are teens, and they'll start that slandering, and it's already creating things before these kids are even walking into the halls as parents were sitting down and talking with these kids where do we start um so again i would say the first place that we start is making sure that our child feels safe coming to talk to us about anything right and so by doing that and setting that stage you make yourself available for your adolescent to talk to you about um, what they're seeing in the classroom what's happening virtually so that's where i would start um, I would also just make a routine of asking your child or teenager every day how school is going and don't let them escape by just saying fine. So ask them, hey, you know, I know that kid was kind of mean to you last year. Have you seen them this year? What was your interaction with them in the hallway? Are they in any of your classes? So, again, making it part of your daily routine to ask your kid about school and not letting them escape with, oh, it's okay, it's fine, really digging in there with them. With us is Dr. Katrina Hermitet again with Akron Children's Hospital, and she's a director of the Division of Neurobehavior Health at Akron Children's Hospital. Katrina, let me ask you this. What about these students, our kids, who don't open up about that. Like you said, you want to stay on them and kind of prod them, uh, prod them a little bit on what to do. But are there some warning signs that maybe they're being bullied a little bit and, and maybe we should jump into this? Yes. Um, so one of the signs that I look at if I'm worried if a child has been a bully victim is something called social isolation. And that means they really start removing themselves from interactions at home, interactions on their team or with their friends. They're spending a lot more time in their room, right? I also look at negative self-talk. So when I hear kids talk to themselves, oh, I'm stupid, I'm useless, I can't do that, sometimes I wonder if that language has come from somebody else. Um, in addition, about 30% of kids um, that have depression attribute their depression to being bullied. So I'm also looking for signs of depression, which can be things like cognitive fatigue, um, seeming emotional, irritable. Those type of signs would help me wonder if they were being bullied. So if we do see those warning signs then, and you opened it up by what you would do, at what point, I mean, does it come where the where the parent can't handle this and maybe look for a professional help, someone like you and beyond. When do we hit that wall and said, I can't do this? So oftentimes we want to do this fairly early, right? So we want to take a preventative approach. So if you see a change in your child's mood or behavior, this would be the first stop that I would maybe go to the school counselor or the school mental health team to see if they can support your child and if it's something that's happening in the school setting or the classroom. Um, as you know, uh, the mental health field has really been at crisis levels um, after COVID. So a lot of children had a very, very hard time with COVID. And so oftentimes, mental health can even be difficult to access. 
And so because of that reason, I would start early on if you see changes in mood and behavior. And it might not be bullying. It might be, you know, school anxiety starting the new school year. There's something going on for them interpersonally. So it's always good to contact a professional early on when you see changes in your child. Dr. Hermitet, what about back inside the house? We get home, see signs, or they even open up to us and say, hey, listen, this student is this to me and bullying. As a parent, what are some things maybe that we can do, whether to, to get them out of that quicksand of bullying, whether it's taking them to a park or, or going for a walk in the woods? What, how do you recommend maybe us as parents handling these situations? That's a great question. So um, I would, just like you said, probably give them an outlet, right? So if we are feeling very, very frustrated at school, maybe we take a break right after school and we don't talk about school for an hour and we let that child just have a brain break, right? Um, If there's something that they love to do, maybe they love to go hiking, maybe you go hiking with them and then within that hike, the natural conversation comes out about what's happening at school, right? Getting them in extracurriculars. Um, I think kids that have been bullied at school, sometimes it works for them to either be in a school sport or be in another activity that's actually not associated with their school. So they can say, yeah, you know, school's tough for me, but I really love my rec center swimming team. And that's a whole group of friends that understand me and accept me. So again, really kind of leaning into your child's interests, both to give them that opportunity to talk to you, but also give them that physical outlet, especially this time of year when they might be having a difficult time transitioning back. Boy, I love that answer too. That is just a terrific idea for all of us parents to separate a little bit and get them involved in something outside of the school doors. That's for sure. That's great stuff. Uh, Katrina, let me ask you this. How prevalent, and again, maybe all these parents or guardians haven't seen these bullying issues. From your experience and surveys and what you're getting back, how prevalent is bullying in today's education world? So in the Center for Disease Control estimates that 20% of kids get bullied, but I truly believe that that's an underestimate. I believe that's probably just the, the one that gets to the data, right? Um, I would say that I am probably talking about bullying at least four or five times a day. So the majority of my patients are either talking about past bullying experiences, getting worried about the new year, talking even about cyberbullying that happened over the summer. And so I really do believe that it's quite, quite prevalent. And because much of it is happening now virtually, they might, uh, uh, teachers and statisticians might not even know, right? And even our definition of bullying has to continue to define to catch up with all of these social media platforms that kids are using to kind of get at each other. Okay, to, to summarize our conversation, uh, Dr. Hermitette, Katrina, to summarize our conversation this morning, I don't want to take your words out, but you said parents don't wait around. Jump on this quickly, correct? Yes, yes. You want your child to have a good school year, right? So even if they're having a rocky beginning, we can save the school year by starting early.